Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast. Where we go episode by episode and talk all about the show Friends, the 90s, and everything in between. I'm Natalie. And I'm Tiana. Now let's pivot. And here we are again. Welcome back to Pivot, everyone. I love that intro music. It makes me happy. We just listened it through and I like it. It's just so jazzy. I don't also, know. also, like we're just in get shit done mode and like we might talk a million miles an hour. Yeah, sorry if we're going really fast, but I don't know what we took before this. We are really on one. We got here and like just crammed a like hours worth of work into like 10 minutes, just, in my opinion. Just know that we are really excited about this. <laughs> Yay! So we are here for season one, episode 22, the one with the ick factor. Ick. Ick. Yeah, this is one of those episodes for me. Oh no. And it's another heavy Monica episode. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm, I'm digging that. Yeah. And it's really like, they're really letting Courtney Cox flex, you know? Okay. Speaking of flexing, I just have to point this out. What? Her arms are like, oh, so good. Michelle Obama arms. They're like arm envy for sure. Oh my God. You guys, if you don't notice that in this episode, please go back and look because she is ripped. Yeah. She looks great. Yeah. She's probably, she's definitely on like some paleo shit or keto or something. Something. I don't know. Man. She looks fab. Yes. Um, before we get started, though, I have a story. <laughs> should we set the table? Like, we just figured we should t- tell the story because weird things have been happening. Dude, so many weird things. Okay, so Tiana and I are both, like, we love ghost stuff. Like, we yeah. believe in the supernatural. We used to watch Ghost Hunters together in high school. Yes! Oh, my God, I forgot. Halloween. <laughs> Dude, I still watch Ghost Hunters. <laughs> I know. It's a great show. Such a good show. So, I'm a big believer in the supernatural, the afterlife, and ghosts and things like that. And I yeah. also really believe that kids can see spirit more than like the average person we've talked about this yes with my daughter and just like okay i'm believing that's my grandma and i do think that animals like gary has a ghost in our house like i call it gary's ghost yes in your corner where he's looking like, yeah okay yeah so and that's why also so i know i don't fuck with supernatural or i don't fuck with um exorcism movies oh <laughs> like i'm not i'm not religious but the catholic in me is like hell no no. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not going there. The only one I can watch is The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, my God, no. it starts at the end. Like, you already know what happens when it first starts off. So that's the only reason I can watch that one. No. But anyways, <laughs> so this just happened. Was it last night that I texted you? Yeah. Dude. Oh, my God. I just get this text. You're going to die. You are like, going to die at this story. So... I'm in the rocking chair and I'm holding my daughter and we're rocking and she will read books and then I'll turn off the light and I'll say, okay, time to go night night. And then she'll do this thing where she'll kind of talk to you a lot or like we'll kind of play around a little bit before she gets tired. She's looking up at the ceiling, points up there and then goes face, face. Shut the fuck up. Not oh, fucking kidding my you. God. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to be the mom. I got to be brave. And I look up, there's nothing up there. And I was like, you see face baby? And she goes, "Uh uh-huh. And I was like, is it a happy face? (laughs) Is it, is it happy? And she goes, happy. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm just like dying. Dude, full body chills. I have them right now. Yeah, it was. Are you 
fucking kidding me? Face. Like, what are you? Uh, like, okay. I would have died. Did you tell Paul? I have not told him yet. I, I keep forgetting, actually. He's going to be so fre- scared. <laughs> freaked me out so much. But yeah, we've, and that's the other thing. We've had a couple other things happen in the last, like, few weeks where like he felt somebody sit on the edge of his bed a few weeks ago and so much so that he kicked the edge of the bed thinking someone was sitting there what and he's like well I was like half awake and I'm just like oh my god so yeah it's I mean I've heard footsteps in our house um yeah it's it's creepy you know I know you've invited us to stay over sometime (laughs) but I don't know if I want to Yeah, um, just know that like the energy is good. Like I don't. Do I feel... need to bring sage? Uh, no, I do need to sage the house again. Though I sage every Sunday. Oh, cleanse do you? it out. A little Palo Santo. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe um, we need to sage my house. That's, that's fucking insane. I know. I really believe it's my grandma. I really do. I wanted to believe that as well. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, I believe that as well. I think it's there was a full moon. I was having some weird shit to me. We like thinking about somebody that you never thought of for like for a really long time. And then all of a sudden something happens and you're like, why did I think about this person? And then next day something happens with that, like just weird, intuitive, creepy shit. Right. Oh, like the story we're talking about an old high school classmate of ours. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, I I have to tell you about them. And I was like, that's so weird because I literally, they just ran across my mind yesterday for whatever reason. Haven't talked to them. Haven't seen them since high school. And I was like, of all the people you had a story about, that's who that was. There's some weird energy shit going on. Dude, I'm all about it. Sometimes like at, at night, I will not look in mirrors. I don't look in mirrors at all. At all? <laughs> well, not at all, but like, especially like in the dark and yeah. stuff. I'm way too vain to not look in <laughs> mirrors at all. Like, let's be real. Like, well, okay. When I'm alone in the dark or at night. Yeah. Mirrors. I, ooh, ooh, ooh. Creepy. Creepy. Yeah. It's no. kind of like a Kiefer Sutherland, I think, doesn't look at mirrors at night. Or at mirrors. I don't know. He's yeah. He's got some weird shit, but um, maybe a little dark. But <laughs> no. anyways, that is my ghost story. I will keep you posted if more happens. I just, face. Face. She said it twice. Thank God Gary can't talk. I mean, twice. What? Like, and it wasn't just, it was pointing. It was like face. Oh my God. Face. No. And I was like. Do you see a face, baby? Oh, God. That's insane. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. Anyways, (laughs) it was my grandmother. She was visiting. Yeah. That's That's all I have to say about that. So, anyways, on to friends. Um, Our writer this episode is Alexa Young. Our fave. I love her. She Mm -hmm. does a good job. Yeah. And then our director's new, Robbie Benson. Robbie Benson. Like it? Yeah. Yeah. Good name. Here you go. Original air date, May 4th, 1995. So they're back to the weekly cadence. Yeah. So again, we couldn't really find anything on why they took such a weird break. Such a weird episode released, release strategy. So who knows? Anyways. So I was like putting the recap together and I was like, this is really, I kept typing the word reveal. Like this is the revelations episode. It really like, is. Thing after thing after thing. It's just like reveal, reveal, reveal. Whether that's like what happened or lies or, you know, just weird stuff. I don't know. It's the revelations episode. I like that theme. So let's get into why this is the revelations episode. Here we go. First, we start with Phoebe and Chandler. And I like this. I like this storyline. Me too. Phoebe needs short-term work after teaching her massage clients how to massage themselves at home. Oh my God. That was so funny. She's like, I gave it a workshop and now they're doing it. 
did your mind go in the gutter with this one though? Like massaging themselves <sighs> at home? No, but now it I'm is. I'm just like envisioning themselves giving each other a bunch of handies at home, you know? <laughs> oh my God, Tiana. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Again, we're 10 year old boys. Yeah. So Joey suggests to Phoebe that she could work for Chandler because his secretary is out for a couple weeks and she's having one of her boobs reduced. Good for her. I mean, you do what you got to do. Yeah. If I was in that situation, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would too. I mean, it just, I guess it depends on like, you could go either way, I guess. But if her boobs are too big, then you wouldn't want to like match it. Mm -hmm. Maybe she has back problems. This is true. So Phoebe jumps at the chance to prove that she can be normal throughout the main portion of the day, which is Chandler's main critique of like, can you do this? Right. I love that that's the concern. But Phoebe totally can just turn on, like Phoebe is herself through and through, but she can really turn on the funkiness. Oh yeah. The funky charm. At the drop of a hat. Mm -hmm. Love that for her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. She's great. So we catch up with them the next day. They're at Chandler's office and Phoebe's having fun answering the phone. Hanging up, it's Ross, so it's fine. Right. And she's she's basically like playing Chandler's secretary. What you doing? I I steal that what you doing all the time. Oh, really? What you doing? <laughs> it's so funny. It's one of those lines that like I use in everyday life and people have no idea like why. No, not true fans. No. So Phoebe and Chandler come into the coffee shop that night and Phoebe's had a great day at work, but she reveals our first revelation. No one likes Chandler at work. Oh, ouch. Which is like, that would be a hard one to take because you spend so much of your life at work, right? Like if more than with your friends, more than with your family, no one liked you. Like how sad. Yeah. But you know, it makes sense. He's the boss. Exactly. That's why he got promoted. He used to be their friend, mm-hmm. but he got promoted and now he's boss man Bing. Boss Ben Bing. Um, she reveals that they do him making fun of his speech cadence, which is the Chandler speech cadence we've been talking about. Yes. I love that. Ross and Joey are chiming in because he's like, what are they talking about? <laughs> the hills are alive with the sound of. Oh, wait. Hang on. I did that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't even get the cadence. The hills are alive with the sound of music. music. It's like the wrong tone that you're supposed to. Yeah. yeah. My scone. My, My scone. scone. <laughs> I know. And then Chandler tries to prove him wrong, but he can't escape the saying, saying that is so not, that is so not, not true. true. Oh my God. So this weekend we went and did like just this little play date and my mom got scones and you know how tempted I was to be like, My scone. <laughs> My scone. Like no one would have gotten it. I know. It's just like if only everybody could be on the same page with these lines in everyday vernacular. Right. Like just get on our level, guys. Also like love a scone. What kind of scone? Ooh, it was, um, God, what'd she say? It was, it, it was like almond and blueberry, Mm. I think is what it was. Gluten-free. Oh, mm-hmm. I would love a gluten-free scone. Probably like a lemon, little lemon icing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big lemon person, but like for some reason, a lemon scone seems tasty. Yeah, that sounds really refreshing, especially mm-hmm. since it's so summery today. I know. So a few days later, we're back at the apartment with the group and Phoebe's like, oh, I have to go. I have a work party. And Chandler's like, what the hell? Not invited. <laughs> Poor Chandler. <laughs> Poor Chandler. And Phoebe encourages him to go and show what a great guy he is. Yeah, prove him wrong. Like, let him get to know you. Mm-hmm. They go to the party, but it still doesn't work. The next day, they're still making. Yes, making fun of the boss. Always fun. 
<sighs> gotta love, gotta love making fun of the boss. Should we just pause for a minute? We need to pause. We <laughs> fucked up. I think I need a therapy session after this. I, I'm, I need to break things. <laughs> Are we going to break the rules? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm very mad. We had it such an audio fuck up, you guys. I, I am convinced that all technology is against us. So this doesn't Today. surprise me in one little bit, but essentially Tiana's phone started recording instead of our microphones. So it sounded like garbage. Terrible. <laughs> we salvaged what we could. So, you know, we made it 22 episodes without a major audio fuck up. And here we are. And here's what I'll say too, is you guys may not know this, but we do these episodes in like one take almost. Like we take little breaks when we add in, like talk to the sponsor, but we do this all in one. <laughs> we don't edit it at all. So the fact that we got 22 episodes in without having to massively re-record, other than maybe the intro where Natalie had a little too much caffeine that day, that's about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm glad we took a moment and acknowledged that. I think we had to acknowledge the space that you're in. This is the container that I am part we of. We had such great shit going on about Monica's storyline, about Ross, Rachel. We just have to redo it. And you know what? We're going to do it justice just for you. Yeah. Just for our listeners. Ready? So we're ready. Let's get back into Chandler. All right. Chandler, boss man, Bing. We had this whole story about like, you don't cross lines with your boss. You don't cross lines at work because it's so fucking that you commit career suicide. You just, there are boundaries at work for a reason. Yes. Especially with your boss. Like that is not somebody that you want to try to be buddy, buddy with. Like I have had it happen where my mentor has then been um, promoted to be my new boss. And that mm -hmm. was weird for a while. Yeah. But you find that groove and then you figure out like, okay, yeah, we can't be friends. Like, yeah. Out, if we're outside of work, like we don't talk about work kind of thing. Yeah. There's definitely just, it. it's good to have healthy boundaries at work. Like definitely in the twenties. I don't even know if this recorded or not in the twenties. I was like, yeah, add me on social media, whatever. Let's all follow each other. And now it's like, you know what? We don't have to do that. No. In fact, so I started this job at my late twenties mm -hmm. and I, the, I will not add people on Facebook, Instagram, just just don't like, yeah. I, I do have a few friends that like coworkers that I'm friends with. I don't really post though. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I just, I just don't care. There's a, yeah, I, I agree. There's a few that have squeaked by just because X, Y, and Z reasons. But for the most part, I really try to yeah. keep that clear. Like you find your little tribe, like we were saying, mm -hmm. like you find your little tribe. Like I've, I've got my girl, Sarah, she's my work wife without a plug. Like that's my girl. Mm -hmm. But other than that, like I have friends but it's really not close. And then especially with your superiors, like absolutely not. You got to find that safe space. Yeah. And Chandler being, I'm sorry, you're not the safe space anymore. You're the boss. You are the boss. So, you know, he's trying to become their friends. It's not working. They still call him a great boss. Yeah. Which honestly, like if that's what you hear, like if that's the only takeaway, like that's a really nice compliment. Yeah. It's like, would you rather be liked or respected? Yeah, exactly. Respect. I, I had to think about that for a second. I was like, wait, what's the difference? <laughs> what's the difference? I mean, honestly, I'd rather have the respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Oh, yeah, Aretha knows what she's talking about, man. So, well, that's it. Chandler, you know, let's let's end Cap Chandler here. He throws them a bone at the end of the at the end of his storyline. Says he needs the numbers on his desk by nine o'clock. 
<laughs> he then decides that he's going to assign them all to work this weekend because he can. I know who's going to be working this, this weekend. weekend. Oh yeah. And then we, uh, we, we kind of talked about office space. If you guys haven't seen office space, yes. one of the most quotable movies ever. And that's what made me like, it made me think of that when he's my stapler, my stapler. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to need you to work on Saturday. <laughs> that's so when Chandler says they're going to work on the weekend, that made me think of it. But that is a, also Jen Aniston is in office space with the, her 11 pieces of flair. Not enough flair. Yeah. They get mad at her. She's a waitress at a restaurant. That's like a kind of like a TGA Fridays, but she has to have flair. I'm totally having deja vu because we've literally already had this conversation and I don't even remember what we talked about until we say it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's like practice non-attachment people practice non-attachment. You can be recording for 30 minutes and none of it gets done. <laughs> it's okay. It's Every, fine. I'm everything's fine. fine. Everything's fine. We're great. I'm just having a breakdown. <laughs> okay. Monica. Yes. We oh. talked Monica. This is a Monica heavy episode. Monica has a date with young Ethan. Mm. Young Ethan. Ethan, though. Love the name. Love Ethan. the name. I know an Ethan. He's a great guy. Young spirit. Just like this young Ethan. He's not 17, but you know, maybe at heart. Yeah. <laughs> Gr- love the name Ethan. Every Ethan that I've met is a lovely human. Yes. It's coming back. It's a very 90s name. Mm-hmm. So they're making fun of Monica because of Ethan's age. She says she reveals again, the episode of revelations, this, that he's a senior in college. She then reveals to him that she told him he's 22. Monica can't pass for 22. I'm sorry. No. Courtney Cox looks beautiful. She's not 22 years old. Not with those outfits. No. (laughs) So the next night we see Monica getting ready at the apartment for young Ethan to come over. Rachel realizes this is the first time they're going to have sex. This is the date. The date, which like, you know, you got to shave your legs. <laughs> yes, but you know, when that ring goes on the finger and even before the ink is dry on the marriage certificate, th- that hair is growing back and it ain't going away. Why is it that the legs always get the first like cut, you know, like eh. for shaving? Yeah. Like, or just, you know, it's, it's like the age old, like what they say of like, get married, stop shaving your legs. It's because that's a large, the largest area to shave. And you can't just shave one. You have to shave two. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, if you go. It's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll get those ankles, you know. Get the ankles. <laughs> always shave the ankles. Maybe get it up to the knee. Maybe. I mean, that's a little excessive. No, I'm just kidding. If we're really feeling good that day or frisky. Right. But like your, I, your armpits, it's like, okay, that's a must and that's easy. It's like a quick one, yeah. two, you're good. Two scrapes. <laughs> But I definitely remember like in my young 20s, I was like, I would get groomed. I put so much effort in. Oh, I would get my, um, oh God, do you remember that foam? Uh, what, what was Nair? it? No, no, no. Oh, I did do Nair. Holy cow. Ow. Burned myself. Um, <laughs> no, it was like the Venus. You get the Venus the shaving razor cream. and then you get the shaving cream. It was like skin to mint. Is that what oh, it was? Yeah. And it would have all these different like scents and stuff and it would come out as a gel, but it would go on as a cream and it was like all the rage. Oh yeah. You do it all your whole leg and you'd make sure you didn't miss the hair. Do like now. the lady in the com- commercial and do the one little strip. <laughs> and then we do the other little strip. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Throwback. Total throwback. Okay. So young Ethan has come over and we see that he and Monica have good banta. They've got a good little relationship going. They obviously have chemistry. He says he should go, but she kisses him, invites him to stay over. He agrees. But before they can get to the stuff, 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 he reveals he's a virgin. 
Whoop, roll. Which is a little daunting. Slightly. Um, because for Monica, that's not going to last very long. No. So they end up having sex. Ethan is completely ecstatic. Of course he is. And Monica's like, you revealed something close to yourself. I'm going to tell you, I'm sorry, but I lied about my age. I'm 25 and 13 months. (laughs) So 26. 26 years old. (laughs) Then Ethan, it prompts Ethan to reveal. He also lied about his age. Oh, here we go. He's a senior. In high school. Oh, gross. So gross. Like, I, I will admit, like, if a young guy thinks you're hot, that's awesome. Like, oh, yeah. Right? Like, we all want to look young and sexy and whatever. But, like, to actually sleep with one or have a relationship? <sighs> no. No. Like, vomit in too my mouch. mouch. No. It's too much. No. It's too much. So, Monica's freaked out. Rightly so. Yep. She just had sex with someone who wasn't alive during the bicentennial. During our first recording, I had no fucking idea what the bicentennial was. Surprise, surprise. Natalie knows what the bicentennial is. <laughs> so the bicentennial is just 200 years. So centennial is 100. Bicentennial is 200. It's 200 years after the creation of the United States, which was 1776. July 4th, 1776. So 1976. What a weird thing. Why Who I, decided that? Like, I this is know. the bicentennial. I don't know. There was also, I read a book like years ago it was a great book and i never forgot it but it was about this woman and she biked across the country for the bicentennial because it's like the bike centennial get it oh my god that is so lame play on word (laughs) so there was like a lot of people who did that in the 70s and well long story short like this book is kind of uh her harrowing journey she gets like attacked by this guy it's an amazing oh book. God. I'll have to find it. But because I'm talking like, shit, that's so lame. I know she like Sorry. rides cross country. She gets attacked in her uh, tent by this guy with a hatchet. Like, oh my god, she survives. It's an amazing like survivor story. But anyways, that took a turn I was not <laughs> expecting. I was just ready to talk shit on some weenies t- biking for the bicentennial. <laughs> See what happens when you record twice. New info comes out. New information. This is brand new information, people. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously Ethan's pumped. He just had sex. Yeah. Um, he says he, he's sorry though that he did lied. He was too busy falling in love with her. Ugh. 17 year olds. They have no idea what love is. Come on. No, I mean, I'm sorry. Like if when I first watched this as like a young adult, I thought that that was really sweet, but obviously now being adult older than Monica is in this, I'm as like a fully formed human. That is disgusting. Like there's no way you even understand what that means. And it's honestly no. like icky isn't even enough to like, say how grossed out it grosses me especially for a virgin you have no idea what the fuck is up no absolutely not you do not love me you don't even know me dude you you don't even know yourself right especially as a man i'm kidding boy 17 year old boy monica's like fall out of it you shouldn't even be here it's a school night gross yes school night where do his parents think he is i know and we were talking we were talking earlier first recording like where we thought they they met we're guessing Subway. Has to the, be. the sub, Not Subway, the shant sandwich shop. <laughs> the Subway. The tube. <laughs> There's some little joke connection here that I'm trying to form in my head with Jared, the child luster, and the young 17-year-old meeting Monica at a Subway. Just saying. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't form it, but now you all can do it on your own. <laughs> Taking some dark turns. Wow. This Jared is, from Subway, man. Gross. Oh gosh, disgusting. But anyways, yeah, it had to be like some sort of run in, like mm-hmm. some sort of just 
meet cute happenstance. Because he's a cute guy. He yeah. looks kind of like uh, what's his nuts from Greece. Oh yeah, Kaniki. Kaniki. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Ethan spends the week. Then he's trying to call Monica. Stops by the apartment. Spills the beans about how young he actually is to everyone. Ooh. He finally catches Monica at the coffee shop. Tries to encourage her not to give up on them. She's like, "It's icky. I can't do it. I'm sorry." Yeah. We could have something if you were older, but no, no, no. That's Monica's storyline. Quite the interesting one. It's rough. The best thing about that storyline are Monica's biceps. Dude, she has like the most amazing arms. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's that one scene where she's got the uh, sheet around her. Yeah, they're in bed. Oh my God, dude. I don't Arm know if she's envy. like been doing her pushups every day at this point, but holy cow, she looks ripped. I know. Okay, so let's let's veer into Rachel's storyline and then we'll get into Ross. Okay. So Ross or Rachel has had a dream that she and Chandler were having sex, making Chandler's like life. I love it. Rachel says that Chandler was pretty damn good. I like that. Ross is jealous and confused. (laughs) He's so weird. Like, how could you do that? He's like, I'm so sorry. It was someone else's subconscious. Yeah. (laughs) Cannot control that. But also like probably a big win if a girl has a sex dream about a guy. Right? For sure. A few days later, Rachel reveals she had another dream. This time, Joey was there along with Chandler. (laughs) But, you know, making it seem like they had a threesome. But at some point, she's like, I wasn't even participating. There were times it wasn't even me. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> so Rachel th- has a third dream. Yes. This time it is with Ross. Yes. And he's right next to her. He hears her as she's like on the couch asleep. She's like, do his little love Ross. And he's like pumped. Oh yeah. Starts the dance. So let's put a pin in that. Yes. Ross. Ross has a new beeper that Carol, Carol can page him when the baby's coming because she's very pregnant and the baby's coming any minute. Also, can we just mention beepers? Beepers. Oh my God. Beep. Uh, we didn't really experience beepers. We, we were too not. young. Yeah. So we, I mean, we grew up when the self, like when I got old enough to have a cell phone, which wasn't, I was not allowed to have until I could drive. Mm-hmm. It was a cell phone. So mm-hmm. I don't even think my parents had beepers. Yeah. It, it it feels like a very like fast thing, but maybe that's, I don't know. Maybe like very early night. I mean, I know eighties for sure. Early nineties. Yeah, 95. And maybe this like faded out beep, pretty quickly. Once cell phones definitely become a thing and you can tell cell phones start to pick up really quickly. Ross's page is 55 Jimbo. <laughs> yes. But throughout the episode, he gets beeps from randos looking from sex from Andre. Oh, Andre. Whose pager is 55 Jumbo. Yes. Based on his number, I would be a great disappointment. <laughs> Sorry, Ross. <laughs> so a few days later, now we're catching up. Rachel has fallen asleep on the couch. She's had her sex dreams. Ross has been jealous. But now she starts having a sexy dream and it's with Ross. Aw. He is super pumped. He dances on the table, falls over under Rachel. They have an intimate moment. But then, of course, his pager goes off and he is having a baby. Having a baby. He's like, now I'm having a baby. Great. Oh, now I'm having a baby. Of all the times, now I'm having a baby. The universe is fucks with Ross's timing for sure. Yes, except when Ross got a monkey, that was Ross's choice. His choice, his fault. It's on you. It's on you. So the episode ends. Ross is hurrying everybody out of their apartments to head into the hospital. Monica starts to cry. She's going to be an aunt. And Ross heads back up and the stairs because he's scared. And the group starts to, the group tries to coax him back. They have to bring him back. Yes. He's like, oh down. shit, it's happening. Yes. Let's take a quick break. Make sure that our recording is saved and we'll be right back. Yes. Okay. 
we're back. We got some background. We do. So <laughs> I told you I was going to tell you this on air. So the first thing we're going to get into is the actor who played young Ethan, Stan Kirsch. Which, oh my God, he should change his name to Ethan. Stan is a terrible name. Absolutely. Stan is like a name for your bulldog. Like, I'm sorry. Stan Kirsch, you are so cute. Change your name to Ethan immediately. Know, you are much more an Ethan. Agreed. So he was actually almost 27 at the time that this aired. <laughs> Not 17. Not 17 at all. But he did a good job of playing younger, yeah. which most actors do. I mean, high school musical, all of them were in their 20s. I, I think know. somebody was in their 30s when they played a high schooler. So, oh, shit. You know, um, so Kirsch is actually a year older than Jennifer Aniston and Matthew Perry. We were both born in 1969. Damn. Um, sad kind of thing. I was looking him up and he's has, you know, pretty good um, CV as far as like what he's been in. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of like fantasy television series stuff. He did the Highlander, the series and all of that. Mm-hmm. Sadly, Stan Kirsch uh, passed away in 2020. <gasps> no. In January at the age of 51, he actually committed suicide. Oh my God, really? I, yeah, it was really sad. He actually founded his own like Stan Kirsch Studios, um, had a lot of students and was like regarded as being very good at his job. So oh, no. um, yeah, really, really sad. I'm but just looking up his, his Google. He's such a cutie. I know. You know who he kind of reminds me of in his younger stuff is- uh, Peyton Manning. Oh, he does kind of look like Peyton Manning. I was going to say, um, who's, oh my God, I'm going to, I can't believe I can, I'm blanking on this name. Um, Dawson's Creek, D2 Mighty Ducks. Holy shit. Oh, Jonathan, Jason, Joshua Jackson. There you go. Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Oh some, yeah. Some of his like yeah. younger days stuff, like early. Agreed. Early acting. Agreed. But, Mighty Ducks, also very good movie. Oh. The Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. Oh, well, rest in peace, Stan. I know, Stan. Well, we liked you as young Ethan. I know. So. It's bad. Yeah. Um, so Monica says that she is 25 years and 13 months. Mm-hmm. So given that this episode aired 4th of May, 1995, she was likely born early April, 1969. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're going to try and keep track of birthdays. I think that they really fuck up birthdays. Yeah, it's... I. <laughs> We can try, but like what Phoebe's in, uh, Phoebe was, should have been in like January, but they made her October, October, like season eight. Yeah. They kind of, they, they screwed up a bunch. So, um, Monica says that she's like Joan Collins when she kind of has a moment like, oh my God, I'm Joan Collins. (laughs) Um, so Dame Joan Collins is currently, she's a dame apparently. And I didn't get this reference either. So, um, she is currently married to Percy Gibson, who is 31 years her junior. Ooh, she's 89 right now. That, oh, they, they, I think they got, is she still with him? Ooh, let's look. Um, yeah. That would mean that yeah. if I were going to pull a Joan Collins, that my next husband is one year old. Is a one year old right now. Like wow. that's, that's that's so gross, that's disgusting. <laughs> He's fifty eight, yeah, and she's uh, she's uh, eighty nine. She's literally, yeah, she is Joan Collins. <laughs> yeah, wow. she is Joan Collins. Oh my god, and she is a dame. Oh, Dame Joan Henrietta Collins, DBE. Oh, gross. But, anyways. More gross stuff. Sorry, this is the episode of the ick. So it this should, episode is giving me the ick. Yeah, it should 
not be a surprise to anybody. But you had mentioned that it was a felon, like Monica committed a felony. Yes. She actually didn't. She did not. She did not in the state of New York. Yes. And I will say, uh, so there are a lot of places where the age of consent is actually 18, like in California where Mm -hmm. this was obviously filmed. Um, Colorado age of consent is 17 years old, Mm -hmm. 17, 17 years old. Jesus words are hard now. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it, it is a little different everywhere you go. There's actually a law. This is weird. There's a law in Texas of all places. I know this is going to (laughs) shock everybody that this law exists in Texas. It's called the Romeo and Juliet law. And basically if you have, I know three years between you. So like if you're a 15 year old dating an 18 year old, Mm -hmm. it's okay to have sex. Like 19 year old dating a 16 year old. It's Texas. Let's Texas. Just leave that. You know, I just, now that I'm a fully formed adult, I, I disagree with that. (laughs) I disagree with lots of things. (laughs) Yeah. I just think, you know, when you're, we, there's so much nonsense. Like we had talked about, um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, like age appropriateness is a thing. Yeah. It really is with all the nastiness around grooming and like the sexualization of young teenagers, like age appropriateness is a thing. Right. But I will tell you one thing that is not grooming young teenagers and that is drag queens. I'm just going to leave it right there. Drag queens are not grooming your teenagers. Oh yeah. No. Right. Definitely not. Just saying. (laughs) That's a no brainer. You don't like (laughs) it. Don't follow me. Um, Bloopers and blunders. There's just a few things. Yeah, nothing too nothing too, too bad. Great. So um, in the opening segment, right before the opening credits, they're sitting in Central Park, and Rachel actually has her hand under the coffee pot. I know. Mm. Uh, it's a little It should hot. be hot, so that's not accurate. Yeah. So there's one. Um, so when the friends joke about Ethan's age and tease Monica about Power Rangers, Ross says, Morphin time! <laughs> and then Joey responds, Stegosaurus! So at... At the time this episode aired, Stegosaurus is not a dinosaur species featured in Power Rangers. Really? Yeah. Did you ever watch the Power Rangers? I did. I loved the Power Rangers. Me too. It was was so fun. Power Rangers and Captain Planet. I never watched Captain Planet. Is that like a cartoon? Yes. I loved Captain Planet. Okay. And Thundercats. I clearly had a life, Oh, my brother liked the Thundercats. Yes. I think. I think. Well, we'll have to ask him. So, last one. When Phoebe starts talking about no one likes Chandler in his workplace, so Chandler has Just nothing. Feel bad for Chandler. I know. Chandler has nothing in his hand. However, the next shot, he suddenly has a green mug. It's like mm-hmm. mug, no mug, mug, no mug. Mm-hmm. So mug, yeah. no mug. So not not too much. Um, which we like. We like a more tight episode. It is. It, it is a really tight knit episode. Which I'm finding. It's just icky. It is icky. But Alexa Young's episodes, I feel like, are pretty like well wrapped. Yeah. She does a good job. I think she might be like my favorite writer on the show. We'll do a recap at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. We have lots planned for you guys. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, Alexa Young is a good one. Yes, absolutely. She keeps it tight. Fashion watch. Speaking of tight. <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff. Okay. Monica's brown jumpsuit with the blazer and the white t-shirt. Okay. I love the fit. I think it's cute. You got like the undershirt. Actually, can we pause for a second on the fashion watch? Because as I'm talking, my sister, this is, oh, okay. 
you guys, if you have a sister, you're going to totally resonate with me. And I'm saying this now because I know she's behind and she's not going to hear this for weeks on end. So when she actually hears this, I can't wait to get a text message. So (laughs) this is just one of those things where she's like, Natalie, I just, I, I love listening to this, but I am like having the hardest time listening to you talk about the fashion. And I was like, gasp, like, wow. And she goes, come on, Natalie. And I was like, okay, now let's be honest. She's basically saying like, bless your heart. Like how people in the South call you like a fucking idiot. Like, oh, bless your heart. Like that's the Colorado way of saying bless your heart is like, come on, Natalie. No. So I love my sister, but she was giving me so much shit this weekend about the fact that I try to know what I'm talking about in Fashion Watch. Now, let's just say that I am one of those people that I subscribe to fashion, but I don't actually buy it. But you can also have an opinion. I have an opinion. Yes. And I lived in the 90s. I remember the fashions. Yeah. Like, yes. So there you go, Jill. Neener, neener. I can talk about fashions. Neener, neener. What the? (laughs) I haven't heard that in a long time. That is, it's such a little sister. She's my little sister. So it's such a big sister thing to be like, ha ha, I got you. So come at me. Let's go. But Thank God, you guys, I know <laughs> stuck in the crosshairs. Yeah. You're like, I'm glad I don't have a sister, <laughs> but back to Monica, <laughs> Yes, as we took a little detour down the psychological happenings of sisterhood. <laughs> so I think when she puts the blazer on, that's when the outfit is made. I like it. It's a brown jumpsuit blazer. Like I have not seen a work appropriate jumpsuit. Like, like, yeah, the the material is made out of what a suit jacket would be made out of. And then she puts the suit jacket on and it looks so good. I will say I'm seeing some of it like kind of come back. One of my coworkers um, actually wore one today and it was really, really cute. Really? Yeah, it's super cute. It's um, the material. You know what I mean? It's that structured material. It wasn't as structured the one that she wore, but I agree with you. I think that this is something that I could see actually coming back in like the business atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I and, would wear it. Oh, totally. I don't like the color. The brown is a little tough, but for professional sake, I can see it. Yes. Apron watch. We have two <gasps> good aprons. So cute. One's a little peach one that's like retro-y. That's and the one that I'm kind of like cute country frock. Yeah. And then th- there's a paisley one. I'm not a big paisley person, to be honest. Oh, I love paisley. So you can keep that one. I'll keep that one. Okay. Phoebe's peach jacket. Cute. L- long peach jacket. Um, I don't like that. <gasps> really no peach i don't know i think it it looks good on her it's a phoebe it's a phoebe one (laughs) it's a phoebe it's a phoebe Phoebe. ross's blue jean button up that was cool i actually like that a lot it was good it was Mm -hmm. good luck for him Mm -hmm. um monica's nike bike shorts sports (gasps) bra and brown zip up hoodie high-waisted yes this is literally like on instagram today thank you i wear this on saturday Seriously, like you're wearing it today. Like mm-hmm. it, it cute. I love it. Thank you, High Wasted, for coming back. Appreciate love it, you. Love it. Love it. Um, Chandler's purple Saturn t-shirt. Just kind of funky. The very end. And then when he's like, look at what I got going. Like, oh my God, he's so stupid. Yeah, he's so great. I love it. Oh, but yes. And then, yeah, this is the episode of the brown outfit. Yeah. So Monica's got the brown jumpsuit and then you've got the brown workout jacket. And then Rachel even has a brown dress at one point when she's sitting on the thing. I just... I don't like, especially like chocolate brown. I don't know why. I just don't like it. I think it can be really well done. Yeah. It can look icky and frumpy, but it can also look really well done. Yeah. Like Monica's, I would say it was really well done. Yeah. But yeah, I don't gravitate towards it, but it's interesting. Like her how little, much. her little brown zip up thing too. That was cute. That was cute. Yeah. Okay. 
We have made it through Looney Tune Town and back, and we're at Best Friend in front of me. We are. Thank God we got here somehow. <laughs> I need help. No. In more ways than one. <laughs> I have no idea who to assign my friend of me to. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I'm struggling with the same thing. Who's your best friend? My best friend's Phoebe. Oh, for Phoebe. Yeah. Okay. For Phoebe. For Phoebe. <laughs> for Phoebe. Because she's, okay, she's brave enough to tell Chandler like, okay, yeah, they don't like you. Mm-hmm. And then encourage him to say like, oh, well, maybe you can go and like be yourself. And then it's yeah. like, no, they still don't like you, but they shouldn't like you. And like, no, 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 you can't be their friend. Yeah. So she holds him accountable. And I like that. I think that's actually a really good call. So I had Monica as my best friend. Mm, I could see that being a good one. But because like, I mean, it's a Monica heavy episode. She looks great. She's like, we take, we go through this journey of like trying to be younger, which like we all can, like I can relate to. I don't want to get old. No. Who does? But that just, but then what do you do with the friend of me? Okay. This is going to be, you're going to be so mad that I'm doing this, but I'm going to pull this out of thin air here. Are you going to say Ethan? No, (laughs) I'm going to say Rachel. Oh, okay. Because (laughs) this is such a thin argument. (laughs) She has this moment with Ross. It's like, Oh, Oh wow. And she's like totally turned on. Right. And she like is kind of, it's the revelation episode where we're like, Oh, now I'm seeing Ross in a different light. Then it kind of gets interrupted. Yada, yada, yada. They're all leaving, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Well, what if there's cute doctors?" Seriously, Rachel, are you oh, serious? Yeah. Come on, it's a little inconsistent with the moment she just felt. Yes, or is it? Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna go, Rachel. I'm going, Rachel. It's a very, very thin argument. It is a very thin argument. You know what? Fuck it, Ethan. <gasps> Gasp! How you're you seventeen blame, years old. Blaming the minor. <laughs> I'm going to blame the minor. I am minor shaming today. Minor shaming. You know what? Fuck it. Ethan, you deserve all of that. Go to sleep. It's a school night. Go home. (laughs) Go home. Shame on you. Do not ask Monica to prom. No. (laughs) Do not ask Monica to prom. Go to school. Get good grades. Graduate. Turn 18. Find someone your own age. Find someone your own age, you sicko. (laughs) Oh, Lord. What is your sandwich rating? I mean... I give. Oh, this I mean, I I flip flop between three and four, so I, I gave it a four. I, I think I could give it a four. It's purely the quotables. Yes, the quotables bring this episode to a four. It's again a weak four, but the quotables bring it up. Yeah, like the my scoon, my, my scoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I think like just the funny Chandler stuff and yeah. It is, it is a good episode. So yeah, we'll go four on it. That one wasn't too hard. Oh my God. We made it through the one with the ick factor. I don't even know what just happened. This could be the most unhinged episode ever. I mean, hell I'm yelling at my sister through fashion watch. (laughs) Like I really think we need therapy right now. I need help. (laughs) Okay. You guys, thank you for listening to the pivot podcast. The one with the ick factor. You can rate, review, and subscribe. I don't want to know what you think of this episode, but hey, email us at don'ttakemywind at gmail.com. Love a good email. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.